Hey guys, welcome to episode 2 of the Lost in My Head podcast. Um, so, in this episode, I talk about the local stand-up scene and how I was involved in it, my highlights of it, and yeah, my general thoughts on it, my personal feelings about it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So stay tuned. Hello everybody and welcome to the second episode of Lost in My Head podcast with me, Akmal Shafiq and uh, today I'm going to talk about the how I got into the stand-up comedy scene in Singapore um, well, I think it was the first time I went to a live stand-up show was in 2018 uh, it was at a comedy club called The Merry Lion uh, it's somewhere in Boat Key and uh, yeah that was the first time I went like, I went with my brother and sister I think we watched the 8pm show or something or was it yeah 8pm show so I remember going there and uh, at that time there was still uh, this guy called uh, Scott Scott Mitchell if I remember him yeah he was the guy at the door and and his daughter I think uh, Daisy and uh, I remember we were late because when I this comedy club is like at the top level of a, a shop house, right? So we have to climb this long flight of stairs, and and right at the top is this glass door, and it's and, and uh, yeah, that's where we we went in from. Of course, it's where we. There's the only place. There's the only entrance, man. It's only entrance and the only exit which is you know so dangerous but anyway uh we went in there and i remember being late because it was so dark uh and and the stage uh i, I think i i remember hearing someone was doing their bit uh, i don't remember who so we were handed out chairs to uh to take a seat uh, that's why i remember we were late because there was literally no seat it was it was not a very big place um we were at the back row naturally since we were late and then the next act came up and it was this comedian called DC right and it was this black man uh and f- from america i think from his accent and yeah uh, i think it was pretty good so uh, I remember I he he left the impression he was quite a good, quite a good show, uh, quite a good actor. And uh, after him, <coughs> the next guy that went up was Eugene, right? Uh, shout out to Eugene. Uh, you can he's still performing now. Uh, he's still an active uh, comedian. He still does shows, so you can check his stuff out. Uh, at at scent of a comedian, in Instagram. Yeah, but at that time I didn't know him yet. Uh, and I remembered him because it was such a contrast. And right after DC went up, this local Chinese boy goes up, and I'm like, "Hey, man! Wow, this is uh, I'm feeling the local local vibe here, man. This is it felt good. It felt good to see a fellow Singaporean, you know, like doing stand up. 
and and he was funny so that was very it was a fun show uh, then after him was this uh, a chinese lady called sarah peng and she was hilarious and i uh yeah that was quite a great show because i remember these three performers uh right until next year which was the year that i took a whole year man just to figure out that i want to give it a go because it was always on the back of my mind whenever i watched the special i was like wow that is fun you know you get you get to make people laugh and get paid i mean that is it man i i need to sign up for that shit <laughs> uh so yeah and, but i didn't really like think that i could do it so i didn't really have that confidence so i guess that's what dragged me down dragged me a long long way but in between that from 2018 until next year which was 2019 what i did was i kept writing uh, jokes i guess i kept writing stuff that i thought was funny in my head and and that's the important part sometimes you think it's funny when when you think about it and when you start to write it down it sounds like a load of rubbish and sometimes i don't even know what i wrote yesterday you know like uh yeah i did that i i just wrote stuff for good one whole year so in 2019 i i I just thought hey let's just go man if I don't go and I don't I don't try to get into an open mic I will never get a chance to try it. uh so here I go uh <laughs> so so at least at least that's what I thought uh, I went down for a Monday night show uh which were open mics back then and Yeah, I just sat down. I I I just looked at the different acts and then like when the show started, I saw this guy on stage. Uh and I recognized him, man. I recognized him because uh it was a black guy. And I don't know. I think it's not very common to see a black guy in singapore so i i was like hey man this is the guy la from last year so he introduced himself as dc and you know, then like, straight away i remember oh yeah this is the guy with that bit uh what was the bit that he always had something to do with uh blacks and long dicks which is <laughs> yeah a stereotype uh man i miss that guy so anyway uh yeah he started the show off. he was the host he was the host that day that night uh then i saw a few acts and it was quite uh i mean i would say they were fantastic but it was open mic but i enjoyed myself uh, and i thought that hey maybe i should give it a go so yeah another guy that i remember quite clearly was abbas i think his name was abbas uh he had this this persona on stage which was very interesting i think uh like this this very uh timid guy and he's trying to make jokes on stage and it was so funny it was about this uh about gluten or something gluten 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 yeah it was a joke about gluten 
then yeah after the show I remember I just gave him a handshake man I told him man I like your shit that was freaking funny uh, then I, I, I thinking back I saw a few of the the regular comics right at the smoking corner because there was there's a sh- there's an interim between the show and then you can have a break and uh, or people can get their beers and and drinks or whatever at the bar or you can just have a smoke at the back and yeah uh, I think I remember seeing Sean Sean the magician guy no that's he's not a magician sorry Sean was uh, the guy with a puppet uh, what the fuck do you call that uh, okay he, he plays with a puppet okay I, I don't know what what do you call these people <laughs> uh, yeah then I saw Abbas at the back and uh, a few of the old timer comics Right, I think I saw Jackie, Jackie. I'm not sure, but so that was the first night and in 2019. And then uh, right after the show, I approached DC. I was like, um, "Him hey and uh, is there any way that I can sign up for the next open mic?" And he gave uh, got me into contact with uh, Leon. I think Leon was the showrunner at that time. Uh, God rest his soul. Yeah, so he was the first guy that gave me a chance to stand up comedy, and uh, I'll never forget him for that. Uh, so I I signed up. I think uh, I had to add him on Facebook first, and then I messaged him, and he said uh, he added me to this huge messenger chat group where we kind of like post our in like we we post. Where, like we want to perform lah, like the for the sports and stuff, <clears throat> and then before I knew it, the next week, I was given three minutes of stage time. That was my first performance. It was in June. I remember the date. It was a uh, seventeenth of June or something. Yeah, I'll never forget that man. Uh, I was given like a spot in the first half, I think, somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, uh, man, I was trembling on stage, man. But I, I, I uh, in the end, I kept moving on stage. So, I, I, just to calm my nerves, you know, it was so scary. It was crazy because, uh, this, uh, I don't, I don't know how you can practice for this, man. If you're alone, and you, you can't see the reaction from your jokes. So it really felt very much like uh, the thrill was there. There was a thrill of like uh, whether my jokes would work. And whenever they laughed, uh, it felt so good. It was amazing. Uh, that Then uh, after that show, I remember like hanging out at the smoking corner with Leon and Eugene, I guess. I think I, Eugene was around. And another guy called uh, Donovan. Donovan, his name was. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I I got to know a few people in the Mary Line. It was it was fun, I guess. I mean, I I'm not really talkative because I kind of forgot how to make friends. I've not been used to making more friends, I guess, af- outside of. Hell, I don't even contact the, my old friends. 
Man, I don't have friends, I guess. <laughs> That's why I'm speaking to Mike alone, man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it felt good. It felt good to find people that actually like the stuff that I like too. And it was a little, you know, like a little club where I could just enjoy people doing comedy and trying to make their act work, make their, their material work. Uh, that continued for I came down almost every Monday almost every Monday even if I didn't have a spot because I, I really enjoyed doing that now the problem was uh, at that time I was working night shifts I was working night shifts and my shift started at 10.30pm uh, and the open mics was like 8 to 10pm if I remember so I had to either leave early or you know I couldn't catch the whole show but every time I wanted to leave, I just I just wanted to keep staying and watching. The, uh, like I'd rather like watch the show till the end, and just go off, right to to rush back to work. And and I was working somewhere in the north of Singapore, which uh, Admiralty, yeah, Admiralty Station. So, and I was all the way at Bolki, so it was a bit taxing, initially. Uh, but I guess. Deep inside, you you can feel that you... Well, I felt that I enjoyed my time more doing this. So, there was something in me that... Like, I've never done... I've never committed myself to this type of things. Things that I like. And I felt that maybe if I didn't do it now, I will never do it again. So, I started not turning up to work. Which is not a good thing. Because I had to feed my family too, you know. I have a kid. And I have a wife. So, that was a rough time, man. That was a rough time. So, uh, in the end, uh, I did that for a good one year until 2020. And then I had to quit my job. I had to quit my job. I couldn't I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do night shows and work at night as well. It was very, very bad. <coughs> taxing for me. And then... Covid hit. Covid hit, and uh, I guess that was when I I couldn't do any more spots, and that caused the Mary Line to close down also. So there were no more platforms, I guess, for for the amateur stand-up comedians like me to just try and try their material and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I realized that I know what I like. It was short. It was one year, but that's something that I I want to pursue. And I'll, I'll have to, if I want to get back into it, I'll have to make it happen, I guess. Like, initially, when they had these Zoom comedy shows, I was really not into it, man. Uh, I didn't I didn't feel like it was the same uh, compared to a live crowd and I didn't feel like it was stand-up comedy I felt like it was just a podcast so ironically here I am on a podcast because I can't get live audiences and I just have I'm here to share my story man so I guess this is good I'll just work on my storytelling skills on stage 
Yeah, so... I guess the highlight of it all, uh, there was this amazing comedian. It's called Deepak. Yeah, you can uh, check it, check him out at Instagram at Deepak Comedy. Uh, he does shows in Singapore, and my God, he is, his his jokes are hit so hard. They hit so fucking hard, man. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, so I I love his stuff, man. He just goes up. There was one time, right? He just goes up on stage with a clipboard, with paper, and he just says like, okay, I, I don't give a fuck what you guys do because, uh, what was what was the bit? Uh, yeah, this is how I turn up, man. Uh, I, I come prepared. And then he just sits down and just goes through the material on his clipboard, not giving a fuck, you know? I, <laughs> and it's funny, man. It's not just that his whole doesn't give a fuck attitude works. He, his jokes... Well, his jokes are funny. He 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 times his punches very well, and uh, he is into it, man. He he, the way he says his joke, you know that his guy really believes what he says, man. I remember there was one joke about uh, I don't know if I should be telling his material, but uh, I just check him out, man. I really, he's a freaking funny comedian. So. So the highlight of my one year stint in the scene, so Deepak comes to me one morning, right? He just sends me a messenger, hey Akmal, how are you? Look, I booked your name up for Comedy Masala. So uh, Omar is going to like text you and, and, and he's going to give you a date for a spot and just go for it. So like, okay, Comedy Masala is a well-known comedy show uh, overseas comedians that come to Singapore 100% will have done the show on uh, Comedy Masala right and this was in the Heroes Bar uh, which was along the same street as uh, Maryline yeah so this is a bigger stage right literally the stage is bigger like it's it's not just like okay in Maryline it was just like a little uh, square box there was like you just have to step on it small little heightened floor the heightened floor is what you should call it it's not a stage on in comedy masala you have a real stage where a real band plays a real live band plays in a bar oh sorry in a pub right so it's huge and there's lights and there's this dj guy over there and and there's indoor rooms and uh, not room sorry indoor tables and outdoor tables so comedy masala were, was on every tuesday if i remember so monday was open mics tuesday was comedy masala wednesday was another show in maryland i guess uh and friday saturday sun friday saturday would be like the headliner shows so the headliners sometimes from overseas they would come and then uh, go to Tuesday, uh, go to the, for the shows on Tuesdays, right? So you headline Tuesdays, Fridays and Saturdays. So what Deepak did was basically giving me a spot to open for an international comedian, and that was big for me because I had been into the scene uh, a good three months, and I already had a spot to open for a 
I I don't know. I guess a pro comedian, and that was the feeling was great, right? But at the same time, uh, uh, it was pretty scary, because, uh, yeah. Before that, I think one of the comics uh, kind of vouched for me to open for the weekend shows also, so that was great too. Getting into like this new another, another um, circle inside the so there was the open mic group chat right, but there's also the Maryland group chat where the owner Aiden Killin, he's an Irish guy. Um, so he's the owner of the club, so he has his own chat group with pro comics and some I guess openers, and when I was in that group, I felt like wow, and I'm an opener, you know, I'm like at the like starting line right now felt good but it also made me feel a bit pressure right? uh, a bit of a pressure I guess and right after I was added into the into the weekend show group I remember DC uh, dropping me a DM just congratulating me on, on getting into this uh, like just being an opener and I, I felt, I've never, it felt good to be acknowledged. Especially from the guy that I first saw live in Singapore, which was DC. And, and that, I guess that was a special, uh, I don't know, I felt, it felt amazing. To, to be congratulated by someone that I looked up to. So, Deep, what Deepak did was, on when he saw me opening, I, I, for, I guess he saw me, uh, I'm not sure if he did see me live, uh, opening for a few of the international comics that came to do their headline shows. He just put me up for Comedy Masala. And when I... I got the news, I was like, wow, okay, Deepa, uh, thanks, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> so the day came and I, I, I got the message from Omar, Omar Rana is the, the showrunner for Comedy Masala. So he's been running, running shows for the longest time. I think uh, I've researched, before the show I even looked, on, looked up on YouTube man, about Comedy Masala and I saw some of the other people performing on online since 2011 I guess all, all the way back man and I just tried to keep doing the, the bit that worked in, in Mary Lion so what I did was what, what I found out from him he, he dropped me a whatsapp message and that was when I figured out oh wow the, the, the comic that was opening for was Kevin J. Okay? Now, the first time I saw Kevin J in person was in the Mary Lion. At that time, it was an open mic spot. And he just dropped by. And he ended up doing the... He ended up being the end performance, the closing guy. And he was amazing. For I think he went on for like a good 20 to 30 minutes, man. And the, the there was like no... None of it was like a, a lull pra- People were like laughing the whole time, the whole 20 minutes. It hurt. It, it was so funny that it hurt my stomach. I remember that so well. 
and yeah so i remember after the show we hanged up at the back and uh, he was looking for <laughs> he was looking for a pin to open up his phone his iphone because he wanted to put a singapore sim card or something so i was with my sister so she had this like uh this safety pin or something so after that he he, he we we talked a, bit, a little bit so he was like uh i also met lance a lot after that okay i know it's i'm not talking about that the book guy i mean the from the round table it's this is a literal malaysian comic named lancelot right so that was the first time i i met lancelot and kevin j at maryland so that that was also quite a memorable meeting because i remember him i was trying out a bit about suicide uh yeah not very funny but you will be surprised how we can make things uh, make people laugh <laughs> about suicide So yeah he comes up to me and he just says hey man uh, I like your bit about the suicide because uh, a lot of people try it but the not in the way that I put it so that was also another acknowledgement that uh, I, it was very humbling to to get from him I mean because this guy has a special in Netflix man and he comes over and he just like uh gives you like a, a thumbs up and says hey man keep writing and keep trying it out because you got something in there man yeah so it was great and it was great now back to the story about comedy masala uma messages me said hey open for kevin j and uh, this day i think it was in september september or october in 20 2019 and was it was great man uh it was great that was the first my first show in comedy masala uh now if i thought i was shivering on my first open mic doing it on masala was way scarier man it was way way scarier uh the amount of people that i was i was performing for uh man uh i remember okay I remember my hands were trembling in the Mary Lane. But this time my knees were literally shaking, man. So I had, I did the same thing. I just had to walk back and forth uh just to calm myself. I could literally feel my voice shaking, man. Uh So I thought I was going to bomb. I was going <laughs> to mess it up. But surprisingly, uh after the first laugh, it just kept me going, man. I just I just did my bit one after another and another and and it was so good i i i i didn't kill so hard but i i, I got the room going when i killed i killed and and it was good it felt good and okay eugene was there now this was another one uh, eugene is another guy that i saw the first time in singapore and when i finished my bit i came down i went out and all the way down the steps right i was trembling and i just wanted to go out for a smoke i just wanted to come down went out of the bar uh remember Eugene was just like you know you know the the way people just shake their heads and just give you a clap like that and he just comes to me and hey man well done you no know, you should keep doing that and then I was like I mean, wow 
at least uh, I didn't let him down because I I think he did give in a word for me. Uh, but I I it's just that's the thing. I just don't want to let people down, and I just want to have a good show, and I don't want to mess up a good show. And that was the pressure. And when I was done, man, the feeling was great. It's great, man. Like nothing in the world, not even an orgasm would compare to that. To just killing and just, you know, walking out of that bar and just knowing you killed it. And I miss it, I guess. I miss it so much. Uh, so that was the highlight of 2019 or it could also be the highlight of my life I don't know I, I'll, I'm not sure if I'll ever get another chance like that but I'll have to make it work if I wanna I, I just have to do my best I guess because I've been sitting on my ass and I'm just like hey there's no open mics I can't do my shit I can't do my shit maybe I should you know Instead of waiting for someone to make an open mic, just maybe uh, find people and feel like-minded people and just go for it, you know. So yeah, that was that's uh, that's my story of how I got into the local stand-up scene, and uh, yeah, after that show, Kevin J, uh, we I mean everybody hanged out. Uh, everybody was talking to Kevin J, and you know. We had fun and that, I guess, was something that I've been missing out for the longest time. Just hanging out with friends. And the bonus is this group of people that I know are into the same thing that I like. Which is stand-up comedy. And yeah. So I hope this COVID restrictions eventually uh, loosen and there will be more live shows and I want to get back into it man I want to start right back at the starting line and do my open mics and I don't know see where it goes from there Uh, so thanks for listening take care everyone and good night